the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. 602-508-0960. That's your barrier to entry. Not much of one. Just give us a call. Open lines this hour. We covered an awful lot in the first hour, didn't we, Bill? We did a lot. There was a... Um, there. I, in the morning when i when i do my workouts i listen to a lot of uh a lot of the, a lot of our colleagues uh who do the early shows and uh or the yeah previous shows and um and i uh i have heard a lot of them doing conversations with the audience about trump and about desantis and about the 2024 election we're getting close folks i mean it's it's coming it's coming down the pike pretty fast and i've i've kind of teased doing it but really haven't and i am curious to get a sample i am asked all the time uh what i think of the trump desantis race and you know i i can do little better than echo the kinds of thoughts i get from y'all so if you want to call and weigh in on it i'd love to, i'd love to hear it and and if you have speculation on the democrats too a lot of People were taken with the announcement by Robert Kennedy Jr. that he's going to challenge, that he has filed papers to challenge Joe Biden or whoever he is running on the Democratic uh, ticket for presidency of the United States. This would be Bobby Kennedy's oldest son. And uh, a lot of conservatives uh, seemed to be taken with that idea. I, I like the idea that there will be a fight within the Democratic Party. Um but keep in mind what his – I mean he he stands for a lot of different things. But the thing that's made him most popular um, and has resurrected his name over the last, I don't know, three to four years, three years really I suppose, has been his position on vaccines, particularly the COVID vaccine. And he's gotten a lot of play in conservative media for his interviews on that. Um, and – and and you may like what he's said on that or he's written on that. He wrote a book on it. I think the better book is Alex Berenson's. Bobby Kennedy comes with a lot of weird ideas. The COVID stuff may be sound, and a lot of people who you may think are nutty will say certain good things from time to time or things you may agree with on them from time to time. But, you know, before before you get too excited about this, read his whole catalog of beliefs they're they're a little out there including over the assassination of his father he tried to get clemency for siran siran among other things i mean there's a lot out there this is just one issue i know particularly well um for a lot of reasons did a lot of research on this issue uh he, he got into a fight with his family i mean they're, they're they're not talking to each other over his belief that sirhan sirhan didn't shoot the bullets that killed his dad all he needs to do is talk to rosie greer rosie greer wrestled the gun out of sir hand sir hand's hand anyway um it's going to be interesting to see if he can win a primary 
in any state, given his position on vaccines. I do. Do you know many Democrats? I mean, if he's running in the Democratic primary, maybe he's running in the wrong wrong primary if it's a single issue thing. But the COVID vaccine mandate, I'm hoping, is mostly in the rearview mirror. But I, I, I'm just thinking, if his if his claim to fame over the last three years is vaccine opposition, particularly COVID vaccine opposition, the only vaccine anyone was talking about for the last three years, um. How many Democrats do you think he's going to get to support him? Do you know any Democrats that were opposed to vaccine mandates? I don't. I really don't. Jennifer Say, maybe. 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 She was more about the schools being open. Alex Berenson, maybe. I say maybe because while he was opposed to the mandates, I'm not sure if he's a Democrat. I think he says he's an independent. But I, I just don't know Democrats who were opposed to those. They were pretty ardent about them. So I don't I don't know how well Bobby Kennedy's going to do. And before you find him too terribly interesting, do a, do a little background work on what it is he has spent his life talking about and saying and lobbying for. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. Outside of the COVID mandate, you'll think Joe Biden is sane compared to him, truly. And that's saying a lot. Back to the Republican race. Well, before I build up to the Republican race, this is kind of interesting. Uh, Our friends at Issues and Insights, they they do a really good poll. It's a TIPP poll. It's a really good one. I mean, all their polling at TIPP is really good. Um, And... They have Joe Biden favored by 39% of Democrats and Democrat-leaning voters. 39% of Democrats, in other words, want Joe Biden to run for re-election. That's not very good, and it's down from a month ago. It's down about four points from a month ago. That's really kind of interesting. Less than 40% of Democrats, less than far less than half of Democrats want their president to run again. I don't I don't know if we've been in that territory before. On the other hand, Donald Trump has 47% within his own party wanting him to run from president. It's down just a bit from last month where it was 51%, a slight majority of Republicans wanted to. Ron DeSantis is at 23%. Now, that may not seem like a lot, but that puts a gap between him and Donald Trump at 17 percent. So I think I think he's in the game. The Democrats don't have anyone close within the game to Joe Biden. That's really interesting, too, isn't it? There's nothing close. The next number after Joe Biden's 39 percent is 11 percent. And do you want to know who it is, given a range of options? Not sure. Someone else. Not sure. Someone else. Michelle Obama's at eight. Harris is at nine. Pete Buttigieg is at five. Elizabeth Warren is at four. Hillary Clinton is at four. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is at four. Gavin Newsom is at three. All these Democrats who 
I mean, and that's a lot. This is like 90 plus percent of Democrats not liking their own team to run for president. Where are they? Where are they and why aren't they talking? Now, here's an interesting point I'd like to make. It may be somewhat offensive. I hope it isn't. I don't mean it to be. When you have such high percentages of Democrats, 90 percent plus, not wanting the main names in their team to run for president, getting such low scores. If these are disaffected Democrats or Democrats unhappy with their with their with their A-listers, unhappy with their bench. And if there are a lot of Democrats registering as independents and non-affiliated voters as they are, for example, in Arizona, isn't it kind of the onus? Isn't the onus kind of on the Republican Party to ask itself, why aren't we getting them? If these polling numbers are right, and TIPP, as I said, is a good poll, if these polling numbers are right, why are we not getting them? Why are they not saying, heck yeah? Now, I'll tell you where the phenomenon lies, I think. You can think of Bill Maher for a moment. Take Bill Maher. For those of you that particularly like his rants against the liberal left and their nuttiness. He makes the case that conservatives have been making. He makes it, you know, he has a team of writers, I think like 20 writers. So he makes a good case and an articulate case against these liberal left nutty things. But he always ends by saying, and the reason I am criticizing my party for embracing it is because I want to defeat Republicans. But the case he's making is the case Republicans are making. Why aren't we able to get these folks? I think that's an important question we need to ask ourselves. And how do we get them? If these numbers are right, there's a lot of Democrats up for grabs. And don't tell me it's these culture wars. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. I can't believe they're mad over a beer can is the latest thing. This after they told us we needed to change Lando Lakes and Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's. They think it's important. We're allowed to think it's important. Aren't we? I'm Seth, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Our good friend, uh, the Saunas Brothers, good friends, the Saunas Brothers there. They, uh, their version of Birdland, which is just incredible. Uh, warning, groupthink can prevent you from seeing the obvious. In 2008, groupthink remained in denial when it was obvious that the mortgage-backed securities filled with subprime loans were a house of cards. Midas Gold Group has been telling people the obvious for years. A system of currency built on debt is not stable. Most importantly, they've said that the banking system is unstable and treasuries are not risk-free. Abandon the groupthink group think of mainstream media and bankers and get a different perspective from Midas Gold Group. Wise diversification involves having money and more of it outside of the banking system. Call the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group to look into safeguarding your money with the stability of gold because gold traditionally holds its value when economies fail. Check them out at MidasGoldGroup.com or Bertie yet. Give them a call at 480-360-3000, 480 3,000. Midas Gold Group. Gold, you can hold your vault of confidence. It's amazing to me how much I saw um, 
Saturday about the attack on Riley Gaines at San Francisco State University. This is the Kentucky swimmer who said she was and her teammates were just totally shocked when Leah Thomas was allowed into their locker room. And this is the swimmer who tied Leah Thomas and had to watch Leah Thomas get the medal. Why? There was a tie. Why? Well, Orwell had another book on that. All are equal, but some are more equal than others, I suppose. So uh, Riley Gaines tries to give a speech at San Francisco State University. And the mob attacks her, attacks her, literally pounds her. And she has to hole up in a room for three hours, three hours. And um, you can see some of the video. I'm just amazed how much this story died and is nowhere to be found much anymore. The president of San Francisco State University put out a statement on it. Maybe denouncing the violence. Maybe a statement on behalf of a welcoming open university for diverse points of view. No, no, no. Remember the the notion of say their names? She won't even say the speaker's name. Here's her press release, the president of SFSU. Last Thursday, Turning Point USA hosted an event on campus that advocated for the exclusion of trans people in athletics. There is a way to word that, by the way, or could say preserving women's rights in sports or athletic activity. But in any event, let's just continue reading. The next sentence is what kills me, slays me, I should say. The event was deeply traumatic for many in our trans and LGBTQ plus communities. And the speaker's message outraged many members of the SF state community who value inclusion and social justice. I am proud to say that the First Amendment was honored. Is that your idea of the First Amendment? Battering someone, literally battering someone? And having them chased into a room where they have to hold up against their will for three hours it used to be called false imprisonment. Maybe it still is in California. I don't know. Is that your idea of honoring the First Amendment? Now, this thing, this sentence, the event was deeply traumatic for many in our trans and LGBTQ plus communities. And the speaker's message outraged many members of the SF state community who value inclusion and social justice. Well, they obviously don't value inclusion. Because if you're a woman who believes women's sports are important and you want to maintain women competing in women's sports, you're not valued. Your inclusion on the campus or anywhere else, including on these sports teams, athletic teams, is not valued. It's just a lie. But that's, that's, that's a lie we've lived with and have become numb to over the years. We shouldn't be, but we are. I'm just being descriptive, not prescriptive. Let's go back a little bit in this. The event was deeply traumatic for many in our trans and LGBTQ plus communities. Why? They can't hear an opposing message other than what they want. And by the way, I don't think everyone in the LGBTQ plus communities agrees with those who hate it, who hated and, and stormed at 
Riley Gaines. In fact, I know it's not true. I know they don't. I know people like Andrew Sullivan and Jonathan Rausch, heroes of that community 10 years ago, hate what the violent, inclined trans communities are saying and doing and pushing for when it comes to sex changes and forcing themselves into sports of genders that do not match their biology. They hate it. They're against it. Now, the idea that it was deeply traumatic for many in the trans and LGBT, it may have been traumatic to hear an opposing message. Maybe it was. Don't go. Don't show up. This wasn't a mandated class. It was an extracurricular class sponsored by an outside organization with a club on campus. Don't go. Bill likes Lindberger cheese. I think it's offensive and it hurts my hurts my nostrils. So when he eats it, guess what I don't do? I don't go in and inhale it. I let him enjoy his cheese. I don't mean to be making light of this. But these people are looking to be offended and then give offense. That's what's going on here. That's exactly what's going on here. And they're not outside agitators, which was the phrase from the 60s about unrest on college campus. This was the point Adam Carolla was making with Dr. Drew Pinsky that I mentioned earlier. This isn't a group of extremists. It's the whole school. It's all the students, except, you know, maybe 30. It's the president of the university. It's a public university. The First Amendment applies. The heckler's veto isn't a strong enough word to talk about what happened here. Violence happened here. And not from the Turning Point people. The Turning Point people had the violence against them. In a better day, this president would be fired and the board would be replaced and the students would be given a lecture on what true inclusion and justice is, social or otherwise. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Yes, this is quite right from a listener, Tom, here. Men hitting, men hitting women for speaking their minds. That's what took place at SFSU. Riley was hit twice in the face by a man in a dress, but a man nonetheless. The dress doesn't soften the blow. Men hitting women for speaking their mind. I'm old enough to remember when feminists would be outraged by such behavior. They might call it mansplaining. No, it wouldn't be mansplaining. Mansplaining would be using your words, which are now violent, I suppose, words being violent. Considering the marketing strategy of Budweiser, I think we are lost as a society. We're in a bad place, and I don't see a way out. I hear that more and more. I hear that more and more. Um, do you? I mean, I hate the notion. I hate the notion that We can't do anything about it and that our best days are behind us. We cannot counsel cynicism. But we better be prepared to understand how deep the rot here is. 
if you haven't, if there's, if there's, I don't know, I could probably recommend five must-read books that if you haven't read, need to be read. Five. I, I, I think I'd be comfortable with five. One of them is a book by Whitaker Chambers. The book is Witness. Huge bestseller. The introduction was serialized in the Saturday Evening Post from 1952. And for those of you that maybe sometimes listen to the Hugh Hewitt show, when he has a new guest on, he'll ask them a question, was Alger Hiss guilty? That's one of his questions. I think it's that. And have you read The Looming Tower? I don't know if he's changed his questions. But was Alger Hiss guilty was one of Hugh, is one of Hugh Hewitt's questions of guests when he's getting to know them. Alger Hiss was a communist who worked for the Roosevelt administration who Whitaker Chambers outed. That's who Whitaker Chambers, that's how he became famous and famously also helped make Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was on the House Un-American Activities Committee when he um, grilled Hiss and Chambers when he questioned them in those hearings. And Witness is about more than just that episode. It's about a lot. It's about Western civilization. Bill Buckley, William F. Buckley, was so taken with Whitaker Chambers's ability to write, he had been an editor at Time magazine, that he offered him a position at his new magazine called National Review. Buckley said, we're founding it to save the West. Chillingly, chillingly, this is 1955, I guess it would have been, Whitaker Chambers wrote this back to Bill Buckley, quote, It is idle to talk about preventing the wreck of Western civilization. It is already a wreck from within. That is why we can hope to do little more now than snatch a fingernail of a saint from the rack or a handful of ashes from sticks and bury them secretly in a flower pot against the day, ages hence, when a few men begin again to dare to believe that there was once something else, that something else is thinkable, and need some evidence of what it was, and the fortifying knowledge that were, there were those who at the great nightfall took loving thought to preserve the tokens of hope and truth. Close quote. It's haunting. Beautiful, right? Beautifully written. I mean, beautifully written. You can see why Buckley was taken with his writing. But it's haunting. That was in 55 that it was already idle to talk about preventing the wreck of of Western civilization. But effort on they would in case there needs to be someday a reminding that something else was thinkable and needs some evidence of what it was and the fortifying knowledge that there were those who at the great nightfall took loving thought to preserve the tokens of hope and truth. Take loving thought, folks, to preserve these tokens of hope and truth. It's not nightfall yet. The afternoon is late, but it's not nightfall. Anyway, my plea and a thought. We'll be right back. You like the way this administration's handling the economy with the banks and the stock markets and the recession? What if you could invest in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? 
It's an investment where you can turn your monthly income on. You can turn it on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like. And no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Your interest is compounded daily. There are no fees. This is a secure collateralized portfolio that delivers an up to 10.25% rate of return. I'm talking about my friends at Y-Refi. They are my friends. They're local. Y-Refi is local. I encourage you to stop by their offices on Scottsdale Road in the 101. I've been there often, many times. I can tell you that you will not get a sales pitch, and no one's going to ask you to sign anything. One of them asked me to play a little trumpet there once because one of them's a trumpet player. When you meet with them, you'll see why I trust them, and you can too. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm, and you can earn up to ten and a quarter percent rate of return. That's right, a ten point two five percent fixed rate of return. Check them out at investyrefi.com. It's the word invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or give them a call at eight 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 Y Refi thirty four eight 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 Y Refi thirty four. One of the guys there plays drum. He taught me a um, alternate fingering. For the A above the staff, it was a fingering on trumpet I did not know. Steve is in Tempe. Hello, Steve. How's it going, Seth? I am fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Hope you had a good Easter Passover. Thank you, and you too, brother. I hope it was restful and prayerful. It was. Good. All the above. Thank you. You Appreciate it. Yes. Appreciate it. Yeah, I I had to call in. uh, (laughs) Seth, once again, a sports uh, issue. Riley Gaines. I mean, um, We've, I think, the last couple times that I've, I've called in, it's been something sports related. So, it's it's amazing how the sports world's integrating with the with the political world these days on a, on a lot of these issues. But my first uh, question about the Riley Gaines thing, first of all, I when I when I heard her name for the first time, I was wondering if she is Rowdy Gaines' daughter or related to you know who I'm talking about. I, right? I, 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 I don't think the answer is yes. I I, I know it isn't. Yeah, oh, she's okay. not related to him, which I uh I was kind of surprised about because I mean he's he's a world class swimmer and has been in a been an Olympic commentator for a long time, so I thought he's maybe he's, maybe uh, there's a distant got, relationship or something like that. But I don't think I so. thought that was yeah. the case, but yeah, yeah. I, I I believe you're right. I, I think that uh, I don't think she's related to him. But my first reaction when I heard about that story last week is, first of all, on her part, that's pretty aggressive going into the belly of the beast, giving a speech like that in any any university in the Bay Area. I mean, I, w- I would have thought that she'd start in, in the in the Midwest, like in Iowa or Nebraska or something well, like that. Well, she goes around people. giving talks on behalf of the preservation of women's sports, and I understand your point, obviously, uh, very well, Steve. But what the heck happened? I mean, half the population is women, and don't they believe women should be able to compete against women and not men in their own Oh, I know. No question. I I mean, I just, what the, don't they think women shouldn't be hit by men? Oh, no question. Don't you think women shouldn't have to go into a locker room with men? Yeah, it's, it's, the whole thing is, is really revealing on a lot of, in a lot of areas. And, you know, the, the question that you brought up and I've heard other people talk about too is, is where are the uh, women's rights groups? In, in all of this, in this whole issue, and especially as it related to her, yeah, um, silent. And uh, you know, again, my first reaction when I heard about that story last week is, 
is what what took them three and a half hours to get her out of that room? I mean, do they does that university have any kind of any kind of uh, confidence? The, the mob was huge. Oh, you know, did you see some of the force? video? The mob was big and violent. Oh, no, Speaking but, of but, rowdy, did you see it? Some of the video. Yeah, I, I I did, but Seth, you know that being the case. They're not you calling call in the it, National Guard it. for her. I get, you know, That's just not San Francisco. They're not going to do it. No, they, don't, they don't have the police. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying about, you know, her being pretty aggressive going into a school like, like that, any kind of school in, that, in the Bay Area giving a speech like that. I mean, you better, first of all, be very, very... Do you know what the message is here, Steve? You know, force. I was talking to a... Um, I was talking to a uh, an attorney, a female, uh, woman attorney out on the East Coast who's really smart and runs a think tank out there. And she is uh, the mother of daughters. She said, you know, women are more intimidated by violence than boys in the first place. Women are more intimidated than violence than men. Boys are less intimidated than girls. It's just yeah. a fact. This yeah. was an intimidation act and a message to be sent to all other future Riley Gaines type speakers. This was a message. Nope. This is what is going to this is this is a a, a a chill on any of them ever trying to go to a place, a college campus like that again. No question. This is a prior no restraint for them to get the message. You come here, you're going to get smacked in the face and maybe more yep. than once. No question. And Seth, it, this isn't the first time, you, you know, un, unfortunately, this minority is extremely, you know, I, I want to use the word violent, but I mean, they are very effective in their in their manner of doing that. I mean, it, they're obviously uh, highly sensitive. I mean, my gosh, well, they, they it are. Was, but it was, that, according to the president, deeply traumatic that she even appeared on the campus. It was deeply traumatic for them. Yeah, and and I'm I'm just saying, you know, the, the by the way, not traumatic enough to keep Leah Thomas off their team. Or out of their locker right. room. It wasn't traumatic for Leah Thomas. Right. Again, right. I, again, I guess because girls are more easily intimidated than boys. Yeah, but you look at <clears throat> you look at what uh, you know what they are have been able to do historically. I mean, look at what they did to Anita Bryant in the seventies. Hmm. Do you think any? I mean, they went out and they flat out destroyed her life. And this was back in, you know, this is like 40-some years ago. And they they went out, they did it with a purpose. They did not want anybody disturbing, you know, what they were going to be. Do you, do you know what a big distinction is? I mean, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting analogy. This is the thing I can't get over. That was done by professional or semi-professional yeah. adults yeah, and what? extremists. This yeah. isn't. This is an entire college campus. These are not extremists. This is, I mean, they are, but they aren't in the sense that this is the entire school. Yeah, like no. Stanford Law School. Those weren't extremists. Those were, I wish I could use a word, but I can't use it. But they were law students at the number three law school in the country. Yeah, but Seth, don't think Hold the that thought. That, Hold the thought. I got to take yeah, a break. Yeah. Hold it. TV theme songs going there, right? <laughs> Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Steve, thanks for your patience. Go ahead, sir. Yes, yeah, thank you. I, I, yeah, I was just saying that uh, regarding that, 
the the mob that was that was all over her after the speech that she gave don't think that the that the you know the trans the people in the trans community that that were you know weren't orchestrating all of that and laying the groundwork for what happened to her uh, prior to that speech they they were out there I'm, I'm sure instigating what 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 happened and preparing for to do just what happened there prior to that speech and, and I know I know there's that uh, she she probably lit up a bunch of people there in that uh, you know Riley Gaines uh, in, you know during her speech probably uh, made a whole lot of people angry about but she her. didn't have to if they didn't want to go and hear her uh, exactly no exactly but, but that's what I'm saying that's yeah. my point I yeah. think I think that I think that uh, the trans uh, minority uh, leadership in in some capacity went in there and laid the groundwork for what happened uh, in in preparation for for what happened there for for her speech. But, you know, the other thing, too, I wanted to mention, Seth, is, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about the situation with the NHL making teams where the yeah the emblem, right, the trans uh, sign. I, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, the interesting thing is I think Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, is backing off of that now hmm. from what I've heard. Is that right? And I, I don't know that it's officially – a done deal, but yes, what I heard is that um, you know, there's a number of teams that have said, "Forget it, we're not doing this." And and he's, uh, I, I think he made a statement last week that the NHL was not going to be doing that in the future moving forward. So, well, as you know, I've was, I've long thought that once you enforce a symbolism, it's no longer really even virtue signaling. It's not even civil disobedience i mean you're just following the law <laughs> you know you're just following right. the mandate when they start mandating this thing it makes it no longer brave or unique sure. or interesting sure yeah no i yeah i uh, I'll, I'll check that out well good i mean yeah. you know there weren't that many sports left that uh that were standing up to uh, and against the tide of the cultural shove used to be a push it's a shove now there weren't that oh, yeah. many we thought maybe hockey we thought maybe. Yeah, and What's left? Yeah, and Professional wrestling? I don't know. No, yeah. not even. Yeah. Not yeah. Even. Thank you, Steve. I got to run. I appreciate you very, very much. Oh, this is great. Whole Foods Market at 8th and Market Street in downtown San Francisco, one of their largest supermarkets, is closing. Spokesman said, we are closing our Trinity location. If we feel we can ensure the safety of our team members in the store, we'll evaluate a reopening. They can't ensure, they can't ensure, ensure the state safety of workers in a city like San Francisco. The San Francisco treat. Who would say that these days? Who would think of those three words being put together? Okay, I'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.